Boom, and we're live. Super excited. Hey, this is our first live Disruption Nation of 2021. And, you know, I got a phone call right before we, uh, you know, finished the year from, from the two gentlemen that you're looking at, Jeff Whitespear and Glenn Gaden, a couple of good friends of mine, and we've gotten to work together in a lot of different capacities. And they're like, we got some big news. I'm like, what do you got? And uh, we're about to talk about it right now. So one of the biggest mergers with uh, with EXP between you know two uh, you know super high producers that have both been on the cover of Houston Roll Producers. And anyway, I'm more on that in just a second. But Glenn, Jeff, what's up, guys? How y'all doing? Good morning, man. We appreciate you having us. I'm doing yeah. well. Thanks for us. Great. Good deal. Well, good to good to see you guys. So is Amanda, is she going to join us here in a little bit? I, I, think I hope, man. She's she's dropping some value right? to our agents, but I, I told her to get on here. So. Uh, yeah, I need her on here, right? She's my my better half, if you will. <laughs> right? Yeah, there you go. You're so good about saying that. I think a lot of uh, a lot of husbands could probably learn from you. I, I I don't know why I think about it sometimes when you were on the the panel at seasons fifty two, right. and we had a uh, that's where y'all met, right? Didn't y'all meet at that event? Um, I knew of uh, Gaden, but uh, one of the biggest reasons why I went uh, is obviously to support you, Taylor, but to uh, to meet uh, Glenn and stuff because. I wanted to hire him as my coach. He just didn't know that at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. So, uh, anyways, I asked you something, and um, and I was like, you know, what are some of the biggest like struggles or challenges you've had in, in real estate, and how'd you ever come it? And you're like, not not marrying uh, Amanda fast enough, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, that was a mistake, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I should have married her sooner. I should have. I should have. So, uh, but no, I mean, she's my she's a business partner. She's a wife. She's a super mom. So. Uh, I'm not just saying this, try to get brownie points, which I will use this for brownie points, but um, she's just a, a great uh, life partner, really. So we work well together. So in our, in our marriage and with our kids and then with our business. So I hope she jumps on here and tries to drop some value for you. That's awesome. And then before I actually officially launch this into the show, Glenn, give me a, something positive in your world, brother. How you been? What's going on? Brand new year. 2020 was what it was. So what, what's, what's going on? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm still retaining my eternal optimism. So uh, after 2020, uh, be it uh, as, uh, as a train wreck as it was, uh, I still am holding out hope things are going to improve, uh, you know, for society and civilization as a whole. So, so I'm still, I'm still positive, man. I'm still, still, I'm still on the, the, the right side of the fight, I think. I'm right there with you. Yeah, my daily disruptions, I kind of made a shift and made a majority of them, a lot of them. And I mean, I'm, I'm still doing it, but we probably needed more positivity last year than we've ever had. So it's just, you know, if I can do that, you know, with a little drip every day, that's, uh, that's, that's good. So good for you. All right, Blaine, B. Walker, I'm ready when you are. Let's, let's, let's get this thing going. Okay, guys, I'm going to count you in here and we're going to be on the show in three, two, one. What's up? Welcome back. I'm your host, Taylor Waitoffer, another edition of Disruption Nation. Today, we have Jeff Whitespear, we have Glenn Gaden, and then we're probably going to have a special pop-in appearance by Jeff's wife, Amanda. She should be here to join us here in a little bit. Gentlemen, how are y'all doing? We're doing well, man. We appreciate you having us on here. Uh, I'm excited. Let's do it. Good deal. So quick, quick little backstory. And um, I don't know how to keep this short-winded, but um, but it's uh, it's all it's all it's all such good stuff. You know, Glenn was I think one of the first six, maybe eight cover stories we ever had in the history of Houston Oil Producers. I think we're working on like our fiftieth issue 
right now. And so, uh, you know, cover story and then, uh, and then about 18 months, maybe a couple of years later, Jeff and Amanda followed suit and, um, we're on the cover. I'll actually wait for Amanda. I was going to do a quick little screen share, but we, we, we can wait for, her. and, um, so let's see here. And then pretty recently I had a, I had a, a masterclass Houston probably six months ago. Glenn was the moderator of that, you know, dropped a, a bunch of knowledge and it was uh, super helpful. And then, and Jeff and Amanda have been on, you know, before the pandemic, we actually got to still meet in person. We had 75 people ish at season 52. And it was just, uh, it was a great show. And I think that's where they met. And then what you're telling me a second ago, and you started coaching with Glenn after y'all met at that lunch. Yeah, no, I wanted to come there, obviously, to support Houston Real Producers, drop some value, uh, support my wife, because I knew she uh, was going to be there as well. Uh, but I've been looking for, I was, at the time, I was looking for a coach. And, and then I got a really good referral from one of my buddies, uh, Matt, who said he coaches with Glenn. So I wanted to kind of see Glenn, you know, live in person and then uh, talk to him a little bit. So that's where I first met Glenn in person anyway, at your event. That's awesome. Yeah, Glenn's like, I don't, I don't know if this is the right way, like quietly successful because he's not quiet you know he's not quiet at all but you know let's start talking about meat he's got he's got a lot more i you impressed me you know first time that you know, we met and had a conversation so i think it, when did you start glenn when did you like get into real estate like when you're like 18 or something yeah 20? i'm 35 now so uh going on 17 years man and i actually you know yeah. before that is a family business so before that i was you know running signs around and taking pictures you know as soon as yeah. i could drive so pretty okay. much since i was 16 you know I, I i moonlighted in a car business for a little bit but never gave up the license and um you know just kind of try to you know you try to carve your own path for a while and then you realize you might as well get as close to the you know the birth luck that you have and uh yeah. that the the previous generation has laid down so that's that's what i've done and so far it's it's, it's worked out to my benefit so uh could, couldn't be more satisfied it's in his blood. It's in your blood, man. And you can say that, yeah, yeah. Nobody's five years old and saying they want to be a realtor, but I don't think I really had a choice. Yeah, it's in the like. I mean, it is like the back of your hand. I mean, the average age of a realtor is like fifty-four. You know, I mean, you're thirty-five and you got seventeen years experience. I mean, good luck to somebody that's coming in at forty-eight that's gonna, you know, win the transaction on the other side. So. Or, or the listing rather. But all right. So here's what you're gonna get out of the show today. Um, how they're doing during the pandemic, what they're doing right now. Um, and then Glenn just, you know, switched to uh, EXP and after being not with them for, I mean, a long time, family business. So we'll get to that in a second. And then best, best Zoom practices. You know, there's a, uh, you know, there's a lot of ways to do, do Zooms. Uh, Jeff and I were talking about this a little bit before the show. I was already probably 50% of my business was going with Zoom. And so it was the easiest switch ever. And honestly, I felt more productive as a result because I was already doing that. Everybody was screaming, trying to figure out what's going on. I'm like, man, this is uh, and that, that, that was cool. You know, just being able to, you know, help, help people and be like, look, you know, it's, it's really, it's really, you're really not as handicapped, I guess, as, as you think. Um, all right. So let's see. So Jeff's on his side and I'll do, you know, Glenn's side, and then we'll kind of get, get into uh, what we got for you today. Um, seven members on his city side team, 283 transactions last year, 60, million dollars closed business like you know wow if that didn't get your attention 50 percent of that is uh well his team rather he's got how many agents you have 680 agents so um on my city side team uh we have seven agents. it's me yeah right. seven. and then we have a full-time staff and the isa team as well uh thanks to glenn uh pushing that uh for my business right um, yeah and in our uh, revenue share organization we call it you know i run city side properties team uh, and that's all traditional sales. 
And then uh, me and Amanda lead Team Legacy. Team Legacy is a group of agents that have joined us at eXp. And Team Legacy is 690 plus agents, um, 17 different states, Mexico, South Africa. And, and I just need to run their numbers as well as a whole group, right? We're not a brokerage at all, but uh, as, as a team, as a group, um, about 2,400 transactions and about 750 million in production. So this year, our goal as a group is to hit the big B in production, which is the billion dollar mark. Um, so that's, that's our goal for, for 2021. Well, one of them. Yeah, no, that, that's exciting. And I mean, you, you just casually mentioned before the show, I think 17 states y'all are in, got a presence. And then, uh, and then, yeah, so South Africa and Mexico, that makes you international. Congratulations. Yeah, our international group here. So uh, that's neat. So, uh, but EXP just allows you to do that pretty quickly uh, yeah. without the, uh, you know, the brick and mortar aspect of the business. So there are nine different countries right now. And I'm, you know, trying to help as many people as possible and collaborate with any agents anywhere. So it's neat to have the, uh, the platform to do that. No, it's a beautiful thing. I love it. And then Glenn, so let's see, y'all did uh, 184 million last year. Is that right? Yeah, so give give or take 100, a few. 100, 189 transactions. And um, so, man, so this just happened within the last few days, you know, you two moving together. When y'all called me, I guess it hadn't officially happened, but y'all wanted to uh, get on Disruption Nation and talk about it. And I appreciate that. And I mean, obviously respect both you guys. I was super happy to have you guys on to uh, to do just that. So let's hear it. You know, I want to hear, you know, what, what, what made you make the move? You know, I think I watched you go, was it, was it Remax and then Clayton Nash? And then you went back to, I forget. Yeah, yeah, I've, 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 I've done the, I've done the, the roundabout. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Well, you know, not that bad. Sometimes the, yeah, the, the, the list is the history is extensive. That's just like four people. But anyway. Well, it just gives me, I, I, I have a clear perspective on, on what each company has to offer. Let's, let's put it that way. And now, now yeah. uh, you know, looking at kind of where I've, I've taken things with one, the, you know, uh, you know, coach agents and help them out, uh, being rewarded for that collaboration through EXP is kind of what really grabbed my attention initially. Um, and also, I mean, if you just look at, if you, if you even watch the market at all, you'll see, you know, this time versus last, this time last year, stock's been through the roof. So, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, and they, there's so many different ways to be awarded stock uh, through the company without actually uh, putting your, your, your dollars, your hard earned dollars down. So it's just, it's just an exciting thing to be involved with. And, um, you know, I, I anticipate handsome rewards coming from it. So, you know, I, I couldn't be more thrilled. That's awesome. When did, when did y'all first start talking about it? Well, hell, I've been talking about it for years. Um, really? Just, it, I, I just couldn't, it, it was tough pre-pandemic to get other people to kind of see, you know, this is the the cloud base is the way business is going. Um, you know, my previous broker, I tried to, I tried to bring the whole brokerage over to EXP and, you know, they opted not to, um, had they, um, you've been, you know, quite the, quite the boon for everybody involved. But um, yeah, I, I've been batting around for a long time. I, I, I thought uh, Keller Williams would be a better place for me, uh, you know, just given, the amount of uh, entry-level agents that come in and uh, you know, be able to help them along. But I discovered pretty quickly that um, you know, I'm more of a coach suited for somebody that's you know, been in the business a year or two and uh, kind of knows what they're doing, you know, has at least what it takes to operate in business, you know, signs, lockboxes, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm, I'm a little better suited for them versus the entry-level agent. So uh, it, it was a lot of uh, challenging uh, times, um, you know, working uh, in a realm that just uh, I don't feel like I was cut out. What currently or at your previous? At the previous one, uh, just with the, like I said, um, nothing against entry level agents. I, I love to help them. I'm free to answer questions, 
However, if you if you don't have the means to be in business, which I find a lot of agents don't, uh, a lot of agents don't even have open house signs, don't have yard signs, don't have lock boxes. We have to have all these things before I can actually help you. I, I can't help you if you if you don't have the the, the main substances it takes to compete. So yeah. you're typically more seasoned agent when you go to EXP. I'm assuming is that. Is that, is that fair comment? Yeah, it's, it's a lot of people that, that have been, you know, with these other brokerages and uh, are just kind of tired of giving their money to a cap for not a whole lot in return. Yeah. yeah and that's one of the reasons I, 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 you know, went after Glenn uh, to be my coach is um, we're kind of doing the same thing, maybe 180, maybe 200 transactions. And then there's just some type of leverage or something that I needed to do to break through that. And then obviously I, I go to my mentors, right? My mentors is my sister, uh, Tamara, and she told me uh, to hire a coach. And then I asked uh, a good buddy of mine who owns his own brokerage, you know, what he did to kind of break through that. And he said the same thing, hire a coach. You need somebody else to hold you accountable uh, other than you and your family and your wife and everything. So when I hired Glenn, I got some really good nuggets. Like he doesn't understand the amount of, like you say, Taylor, the amount of meat that he provides when he's just ch chatting with you, just uh, having a conversation over a drink. I'm like, whoa, say that again. Let me write that kind of down kind of thing yeah. for me. Um, and then being able to incorporate that stuff and, and, and jumping up into the close to 300 transactions after coaching with them um, was, was exactly what I was looking for. So thanks, Glenn. No, so, say that again. Hold on a minute. So you went to 300 transactions. What were, were you before you started coaching with Glenn? I kept doing like 150, 175, 183, I remember. Um which is good, right? It's not, it's not bad, but I felt like I was running as fast as I could run and the results just weren't pushing, um, even not even making more money than I was the previous year. So I had yeah. to find some something to change up. So uh, uh, I went out and hired a coach and, and I decided to go with Glenn and he just taught me a little bit about leverage in the business, about the ISA team, about, you know, he basically said that I'm the talent, so I need to try to leverage myself. I don't need to try to do everything as much as I can do. I need to find other people that, you know, can do it. If let's just say I make a hundred dollars an hour, if I'm doing something that I could pay someone $10 an hour to do, why the heck are you doing that, Jeff? So I just kind of switched it up a little bit. And now, like I said, we almost sold 300 transactions last year. So I want you to dive in that a little bit because it was 18 months ago that you're season 52. I was interviewing you in front of that you know, room yeah. with at that lunch. And I think that that's where you were. Am I right? Like 178, 185, or I think I was like 218 or I'm trying to remember because I always submit my numbers to HBJ at the end of the year, I think it was yeah. low twos, uh, maybe high ones. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, so I was grilling you on that. You were talking about that. And I mean, everybody got a lot out of, out of that 180 and then you've gone to 300 with, you know, um, so digging it out a little bit more other than, you know, if you're doing something worth hundred bucks and you pay somebody 10 bucks to do it. What does that look like for, you know, an agent or you know somebody listening? I don't even think you necessarily need to be in the real estate space to, to do that. There's right. lots of uh, entrepreneurs and business owners that don't quite grasp that concept. Um, <laughs> But growth is that's huge growth. Yeah, the biggest thank you. The, the biggest thing for me is when I'm on the phones talking to expires and and pre foreclosures and you know all those kind of things. Um, I'm just trying to get appointments, right? That's all I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to get the listing when I'm on the phone. I'm going to get the listing most likely when I see them in person. So uh, to kind of leverage that out to an ISA who can learn my scripts and learn how to put me in the position to to talk to that person and set the appointments for me. I'm not having to do all that stuff. Um, so, you know, have an ISA team to set multiple listing appointments and buyer appointments for my, my team. That's another thing I was trying to do. All these leads that I was, I was paying for, they're all coming to me and I'm the team leader. I wanted to talk to those leads first and, and dish them out to my buyer's agents and things like that. 
and right. just have to leverage that off. And that was kind of tough for me because, you know, I'm the one spending the marketing dollars on the lead. So I wanted to talk to those people, but um, also the, um, another thing is um, the most time consuming of a buyer's agent role is unfortunately what, what, you know, takes the least amount of talent, which is showing properties. And I'm not saying to get a buyer and dish them off to an agent. What I'm saying is uh, get a buyer, get them in, get the buyer's rep signed, have a, you know, mutual, you know, you want to help, you want to help them maybe show them the first tour of five, six, seven houses and things like that. But when you get a buyer wanting to see, you know, five, seven, eight houses every day for three or four days in a row, uh, prepare them to, to utilize your entire team, right? Let them know that you have a showing concierge service that allows me to work in the background, look at the comps and all that kind of stuff. And while I'm doing that, trying to prepare, you know, the best offer for you, I have my agents just kind of opening doors for you and things like that. So kind of leveraging off the, um, the, the calls anyway, except I, I call my sphere, but, and then leveraging off showing actual properties. And even to the point now where I'm sending uh, my, 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 my team leader, Michael Bass on my listing appointments. Uh, so all that kind of stuff led um, to, you know, being able to do more volume. So. I love it. And Glenn, I want you to add a little on that a little bit. Cause I know that, you know, you've been an ISA, not an ISA, but like a listing pro when it comes to, you know, uh, expires. And I mean, and anyway, handle that however you want to. I know a lot of people are, are buyer for only and don't have anything to do in their business at all with expires, but I know that's been a huge part of both of y'all's business individually. And so, you know, it's just, I, I find it fascinating how y'all kind of brought it together, but yeah, well, for me, it was it was about, um, you know, cost of lead and, um, you know, the uh, how many phone calls I have to make to get an appointment. So uh, it was just an inexpensive way to go. Um, it was, you know, I've, I've always been a, 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 an adamant believer in, you know, getting on the phone is the best way to communicate. You know, still beats the text, still beats the voicemail, still beats the. Uh, oh, yes, sir. Um, yeah, and, and, and then the power presentation. So if I can get the appointment, um, you know, what I've really worked on in my business, my focus, my whole career has been how can I make the most powerful listing presentation that only conveys my value, but allows me to get what I've asked for as far as commission goes, price the property appropriately, all those types of things that go in, that go into actually completing the transaction. You know, it's one thing to get the appointment, another thing to get the listing, but then it's a whole another horse of a different color to actually close the deal. So, um, you know, I, I've spent my entire career kind of working my way and wading through the water and, um, I think I've, you know, kind of stumbled upon a uh, formula that works. And um, once I found that, the expired game became all the more easier. You know, you got so many people calling these folks that you have to have a way to stand out and you have to, you know, take your time with the appointment and, you know, not a whole lot of time, but you do have to demonstrate the value and get as much, um, you know, much across to that seller as you possibly can during the short span of time you can get them. Yeah. And I want you to dive into your presentation a little bit more, right? So you got Keller Williams, that's bold phenomenal i've been through it. it's great you know they, they role play they have a lot of training i think it's the best you know place to go if you're a new agent but with that being said you know um just talk about your presentation a little bit or you know what parts are the highlighted parts you know that you know that, you know you probably coached jeff on or yeah well, well jeff and I, we actually we, we argued a lot about it because i always wanted i always wanted to price I, want to, I want to hear some of that yeah, yeah so I, always, <laughs> I always want to go to pricing first um jeff wants to talk about himself I want to go to pricing, right? Because I want to, I want to, I want to give them what they want. What they're interested in is what's this place going to sell for? Um, yeah, I can respond to this after Glenn is done, by the way. Yeah, he's, 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 
for me. So, so I want to go to pricing and then I want to show you how I'm going to achieve that price after we've agreed on it. Cause I don't want to, you know, if you're, if, if you, if you, if the market's here and you think your property's here, I really don't want to spend any time talking about how great I am or convincing you that I'm your guy. If you can't perceive data and um, you know, you make the numbers work within the market itself. You know, I can market your property, but I can't create a market for it. So if you can't perceive that from the beginning, you there, Taylor, sorry, he just dropped a huge, it's like, say that again. He, and he doesn't I know, even, I know. He's just, yeah. Like, what was that? You said, I, I, I was keeping up with him. I was keeping up with him, but yeah. He said something like, I want to write that down. Like say that again. And he's yeah. like, I don't know what I said. I'm just going yeah, on. Yeah. You're hearing it again. And you're probably like, damn, if I'd heard that. The first I wish time, I could have wrote that down. Well, we I, got to I might not have argued with him in the first place. Yeah, no, that was yeah, so, so I want to, you know, I want to, I want to make sure that I'm working with somebody that, you know, and I, I'm pitching to somebody that I actually want to work with, and I don't want to work with you, and if you can't price the property um, reasonably, you know, I can understand a little bit of overpricing, especially in a, you know, highly, you know, um, low supply market, but um, you know, as far as far as what we've been experiencing the last five, ten years, overpricing costs drastically, and it's a drain on you and your your surroundings, and it's just not something that I want to really deal with. So that's the first uh, that's the first obstacle I want to tackle is is the pricing. Then I'm gonna move into marketing, show you exactly how I'm gonna get that price for you. Um, one thing you always want to get to the seller is that this is what the property's worth, and this is what it would probably sell for with a sound marketing plan behind it. So you don't ever want to make yourself obsolete from the transaction and and, and have the seller believe that the property is gonna sell itself because there's three things that sell. It's gonna be you know obviously the um, the presentation, the marketing, and the pricing. First two you can control. The third is going to be controlled by the buying public. Um, so you want to make sure that you're working within that realm and uh, you're working with people that um, are, are reasonable, not greedy, not uh, going to drain you of your time and your energy, and um, you know get you get you get you a lot of buyer leads, feed the team, and move on to the next uh, the, the next listing appointment. You know is ideal. So I can imagine with y'all's merge, there's going to be a lot of training on your part. Are you going to be a coach in the sense in addition to producing? Is that part of what you know which all I've discussed? Possibly. So. Um, I, I, I've spoken with some uh, some people that are um, you know working the EXP, I guess you could say circuit, uh, <laughs> lack of a better term. And uh, there's potentially some opportunities there. But uh, really, right now, what I'm I'm focused on is obviously the transition, and I'm building a ISA department that's going to be um, replacing a lot of the uh, um, I guess you could say what's lacking in in the market space. So it's going to be a uh, ISA department that, or an ISA uh, program that's going to be able to, um, you know, help other agents um, through uh, hiring the company or hiring yeah. ISA through our company. And, I've been watching. Uh, allow yeah, I know. I know how good you are at that. I've been watching you do it and having success for the last at least four years. You know that I've been paying attention to you know you in that space and, and doing it. Um, we'll do this again later, but you know, just anybody that's listening, if you have any questions, cause I'm sure you got a you know, listing packet, you know, digitally, we'll, I'm going to ask about that next, but, um, can both of you talk, uh, just say, how, how can people get a hold of you if they have any questions? Reasonably. Well, the best way is myself. I'll give it directly to you. Um, it's, it'd be, I imagine we'll get it popped up on the screen here. It's 832-692-2000. That's 832-692-2000. You can also Google me and that uh, that name will, or that number will come up pretty quickly. So just Google Glenn Gaden. You should be able to get all my contact information relatively easy. Yeah, absolutely. And then Jeff, go for it, man. How can uh, people yeah, get Yeah, I sell is the best. Uh, um, if I answered every single call, I'd be on the phone all day. So I'm trying to leverage that off as well. But uh, you can text me. Uh, I, I answer texts as much as I can. It's 713-858-7686. Um, and then also uh, Jeff at citysidehouston.com. And then citysidehouston.com. 
when you go to our about section, you'll have contacts for me and all my agents as well. So. Fantastic. All right. So since we're already, since we're on Zoom, we're talking about Zoom, we're talking about listing presentations. So let's talk about best practices on Zoom, right? Are you, are you doing your listing presentations via Zoom? Is it 50-50? Like what's the, what's going on? I have because that, that's almost a, a value proposition that, uh, that I've already had. So with people with, with Corona and COVID, um, they don't want people in their house or anything like that. So <clears throat> when I'm talking to them, especially an expired listing, I'll let them know that I don't necessarily have to meet you in person. I can, we can jump on a zoom um, and I can explain how that works. And, and then I kind of educate them on the zoom. Um, it's really uh, <clears throat> what you'll need to do is ensure that you're kind of, you know, educated on the zoom process, how to share your screen, how to uh, kind of relay your value, uh, you know, through the screen as opposed to being in person. But um, I've, I've been doing that for quite some time. Um, offering that as a service, a unique uh, service that I try to offer is just kind of, you know, <clears throat> virtual meetings, if you will. Uh, I did some in the EXP world, that virtual meeting space is there. So I've actually- met well, I'm gonna pause, I'm just gonna challenge anybody's thinking for a second. Cause I mean, I've heard a lot of people, you know, bitch and complain last year about, you know, I don't like this. I don't like wearing masks. I mean, I'll do it. But you know, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, people want to, you know, the belly to belly business and I'm not against any of this by the way, you know, but um, they really feel at a disadvantage because, um, or that they have to go, um, you know, in person. Not nothing wrong with either one of them, but just, you know, think about it, you know, and, and, and like, what did Jeff do? He took what a lot of people are scared to do and he turned it into a value proposition, right? Am I, am I hearing you right? Yeah. yeah. It's huge. So anyway, please continue. Go ahead, Glenn. Well, and I was going to recommend on the Zoom, at least, you know, I don't know if Jeff agrees or not, but I don't ever talk pricing on the Zoom. So I'll show you marketing and I'll show you a track record of success. And then I'll price the property after I wow you with that. That way it's an easy meeting. I don't have to uh, worry about having that argument that we just talked about earlier. And then that gives me a reason to set an in-person appointment for either, you know, the pricing and the signatures. So that's usually, usually my, uh, my way of doing it. Jeff may have some uh, different insight yeah, on that. Because it's super successful, but every single thing about, I try anyway, about my business is all digital. I'll talk everything about them and I'll send them all the instructions. Uh, I'll let them know that my staff is going to reach out and give them all the, uh, the listing requirements and, and everything like that. And I, I'm open to, to, to go over that with you now. But when I'm on that Zoom, <clears throat> for me anyway, I'm just trying to get that listing and let them know that I've run a virtual business already. And that's one of the reasons you're going to want to hire me is because I'm prepared for, for you know, unfortunately, I, I was prepared for almost a pandemic kind of situation. So uh, I send them everything electronically. There's a lot, Glenn always, I mean, he'll, he'll bring the damn listing packet with him and get him to sign right there. For whatever reason, that scares the hell out of me. So I just say, hey, I'll, I'll send that stuff over to you. And it's never really backfired on me. Every time I've sent it over, they've, they've signed it. So, but yeah, it's neat that we do two different things totally and we're both pretty successful. Okay. Yeah, that is uh, <laughs> different, but I mean, you're accomplishing the same thing at the end of the day. So, um, all right. So outside of, uh, you know, best Zoom practices, um, what, are, what have been some of the other uh, places you've been able to find success during, you know, what's going on right now? Pandemic. COVID. All right, so... I think for me, um, I've always tried and I was kind of coached uh, to do this. Um, my mentor early on in my career was Renee Sorolla, and he kind of- Shout Renee. My yeah, second cover Renee. story. Yeah, I have to give him props because um, you just kind of position yourself to have a very large pipeline of business coming from all different directions. And the only way to do that is to remain on the phones. And the, the biggest thing for me is what I realized, you know, even about March, all the way to even today, 
there's been so many more people picking up their phone because they're at the house. So it's even more of a reason to call and, and prospect and, and things like that. So uh, typically you'll, you'll, you'll call a lead initially or call whatever, and you'll have to, you'll probably have to hit them six, seven, eight times, even 10, 11 times to get them on the phone and, and, and give your value uh, where most agents give up after a couple calls. But what I've noticed on my dialing sessions this year uh, or last year, especially is everyone's home and they're picking up the phone. So just kind of creating the long pipeline to where if the market's going up and down, it, it doesn't matter. I have all buyers all ready to go. New construction, especially, uh, and Glenn can help you out with that is, um, when you get a new construction property or a contract, it's going to close in four or five months. And all of a sudden in, in four or five months, you, you think you don't have any closings, but you forgot what you did six months ago with all these new constructions. So just having a, a pipeline of business is what, what I've always done. I'll continue to do that. That's, that's so huge. I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. Um, Glenn, what are you, what are you going to add to that? Can't add to perfection. I could have said it better myself. All right. Learn from the best Glenn. But I wanted to uh, just yeah, just regurgitate some stuff that Glenn has told you already. <laughs> you no, know, I wanted to uh, give out uh, that thing he said. I remember and I wrote it down uh, just for people listening. I can market your property very successfully, but I cannot create the market. It's already been created by what buyers have already paid for your property. That's huge. To say that in front of somebody uh, like a listing that's trying to overprice themselves is big. So he didn't even know he said it. So thank you, Glenn. I'm writing that down. Get in the game. No, I mean, I'm right here with you. I mean, I got, I got, I got notes that I'm taking on a conversation also. It's, uh, I mean, a lot of stuff's universal applicable. It kind of goes across right. um, multiple different professions for sure. So um, what about advertising? You know, um, what do you guys do? What do you not do? What works? What doesn't work? You know, for, uh, for y'all's real estate business. Well, uh, I guess I'll take this one first. Um, I, I, I'm willing to try anything. Uh, so, you know, if, if there's a new service, I'll look at it. Um, you know, I, I kind of set my tolerance for risk and uh, my budget, and then I, I, I rip off of there, and I base that off of my GCI, not my net. Um, you know, I'm still a firm believer in 10% of uh, GCI needs to be attributed to uh, lead generation. So I'm, I'm willing to, you know, I'm willing to throw down some cash and see what happens on, you know, most things. You know, I, I, if, if you were a salesperson on the phone, like I'm the guy you want to get on the phone because I'll, I'll listen to you. I want to hear what you got to say. I want to know what, uh, what's going on, what's, what new ways. And, and it's highly focused on just sellers. So any, any kind of seller thing that, that's out there, I'm willing to give it a go, see how it works. And that's what qualifies me to help people is the tremendous amount of times I've failed with things like that. Yeah, Jeff, I'm going to pass it to you in a second. Just real quick, I want to give uh, Amanda a shout out. I was saving this for you. Can y'all see? There she is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What was that? September. I don't know how big this is, but ah, are we working? Can y'all see it? Are we good? Do y'all still live in that house? Did y'all move? We still have it. We rented it out and got a new one. Creating leverage, building wealth. I love it. Yeah, there it is. That's, uh, that's her. That's who, you're, that's who you're here getting it from today, guys. So anyway. All right, welcome to uh, welcome to Disruption Nation. <laughs> We're talking. I just asked Glenn, you know, advertising wise, what he's done, what he didn't do, what works, what doesn't work. So, Jeff, how, your turn. What, what, yeah. So uh, for advertising, for me, um, it's just like like Glenn was saying, not to regurgitate that information, but you know, the, the cheapest way to get buyer leads is to get listings. So to um, to just advertise or spend your marketing dollars on just obtaining listings is the way to go. Um, I, I don't really market uh, my team other than, you know, I try to have a, uh, a logo and I try to have an, an image, if you will, throughout social media or throughout, you know, our attire or anything like that. 
but other than like marketing my team, it's, it's mostly just, um, you know, finding good seller lead sources and, and jumping on that because, you know, with every listing you get, you'll probably get like three transactions if you, if you do it right. So that's just my way of, of spending our marketing dollars is on seller stuff. Yep. Um, that is Glenn, sorry, were you about to say something? No, no, I just was a total agreement. Uh, that's, a, that's, that's exactly the way to go. You know, sellers give you the highest point of leverage in the business and allow you to, um, you know, uh, like I said, I like to call it having your listing has babies. So you get one deal and then two, three buyers come in and, uh, you know, just keeps the ball rolling. So yeah, that's a, it's definitely the way to go. I've never heard that before. Listening to have babies. Man, I'm going to be to you. I like it. All of us <laughs> should have babies. Thanks, no, buddy. I agree. So I'm, I'm working with some buyers right now, several buyers, and I'm sure a lot of agents are, where you make an offer, even if you are cash, and they're like, oh, you're cute. There's four other cash offers, right? It's so competitive right now. And so I was talking to Jeff about that. I'm like, I keep missing out on these deals. We've got all these different ways to be competitive, and we're not getting the, the listings. And Jeff said, you have to get there first. Just have the listing, and you don't have to worry about competing you know, with all these other buyers. And so now we're finding out where people want to buy and we're calling all the neighbors and saying, hey, do you want to sell? I've got people literally looking to buy in your neighborhood. So yeah, listings are leveraged and lead with them. That's huge. And then, uh, and then Jeff, I'm gonna call you out on the gifts because I know that y'all been given, you know, uh, yeah, closing gifts from, uh, from our, our end for, for a while. Talk, talk about your experience with, uh, with what we got in that department. Yeah, at first, you know, you want to earn repeat business and things like that. And at the same time, you want to be genuine and, and, and appreciate their business and things. So uh, at first in my career, I'll, I'll bring a gift card or I'll bring a card with a, with a coffee or, or something like that. But um, lately, what we've done is we've, uh, we've given out, you know, Cutco knives and, and, and things like that. And not to, you know, throw that in there, but it's really helped. Like it, it's already worked just like you said it would. Um, we have cutting boards, we have, we have knives and, and they're not just knives. They're really, really sharp knives and they have our information on them and things like that. So now when I'm going to a closing, I'm not trying to run to, you know, CVS to grab a gift card and get a card and throw it in there. You know, I just reach under my desk and grab one. I got, I don't know, tons of them left. Um, but we try to give out that in, in, you know, genuine gift, but always also a gift that could potentially can keep on giving, uh, if they think about you when they're, you know, cutting into their steak or, or anything Those like spreaders. That. Oh my gosh. So when we talked to Taylor about our options, he's like, people love these spreaders. And I was like, that is weird. I don't even know what a spreader is. You would never <laughs> use that. You're selling me like, I don't even know what that is. And we kept yeah. a couple of them and oh my gosh, I use it like three times a day. I use it for like making sandwiches and prepping for the kids. I use it for a knife. I don't even use my knives anymore. I use the spreader for everything. So now I, I think about you funny enough. I'm like, oh my gosh, she was right. So get the spreader. Yeah. I finally get it. You know, I got, I mean, our kids are the same age pretty much, but I mean, I was uh, saying that they were good for, you know, for sandwiches for moms before I even had kids. And I'm like, I mean, I, I guess it makes sense, but yeah, no, I get it. Oh, it doesn't. Uh, now I would say five or six of those gifts that we purchased are, are in the kitchen and we use them now. So <laughs> thank you for that. It's just like, uh, and like you said, it, you don't have to kind of run around before when you're closing, you just grab it and give it. And uh, it just makes it easier. So, yeah. So check it out any agents that need some good gifts because we got uh, we got the best on the planet. So appreciate the plug there. And um, yeah, so some of the stuff that just to kind of catch you up, you know, you know, what we're hitting on, we, we hit best Zoom practices pretty good. And then just, you know, a, a lot of uh, cool things that, that uh, Jeff and Glenn have been doing since pandemic. Um, I, I think I want to get your two cents though on, on kind of like how I introed everybody. We've talked a, a good amount about just, you know, this being a huge deal for both of you as far as the biggest 
Is it not the big, I mean, it's one of the biggest uh, mergers in the city, but is it not the biggest EXP merger in Houston? Or has there been a bigger one? Well, there's been some big ones. I mean, I, I mean, I know a lot of the people that have done it, but I just, I don't, I don't know, like volume wise or how much came over. Um, yeah, it's, it's been bigger. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're definitely not the biggest, not the biggest, whatever. Yeah, Actually, well, back, it's okay. Good enough. Good enough. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. good enough. Hopefully, hopefully, when it's all said and done, we'll be a, a small fish in a huge pond. Um, you know, I, I think so. I, mean, I think that, uh, um, you know, there's going to be a lot more people that are just because it makes total sense. Um, it's built for this pandemic. It's built for the climate. It's built for the world moving forward. And there's a lot of ways to make money. So it's, re it's really a no-brainer. So uh, give me a call and uh, tell me I'm crazy and explain to me why. And I'm sure I can explain to you otherwise. Yeah. So, man, your two cents, you know, on um, on, on where y'all stand and what you're excited about right now. I am just like so excited to, to work with Glenn and Gayla. It's just like mind blowing. And what's really cool is like Glenn was saying, all these rock stars are coming over. And before you're like the cool kid in the group. And now you're like, no, there's someone like way cooler and like selling more houses. And, and we're learning. We're like now business partners. And I'm going, oh my gosh, what you're doing is brilliant. Here's what we're doing. And we're sharing secrets and we're learning, learning and we're growing. And nationwide and even across the world, we're seeing these even bigger teams that do even more production. And so it's kind of cool, like he said, to be the, the little fish in this big pond because we all we all share secrets and we all own the company together. So it's it's life changing, but we're we're so pumped for the gating team. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. And um, and I did this earlier, but um, I'm gonna do this real quick before I kind of wrap up and get us out of here. Um, tell everybody how they can get a hold of y'all one more time. Man, we'll start with you. How can people get a hold of you if they have any questions about anything? Yeah. Oh, uh, you can text me, I guess, or shoot me an email. Uh, my number. Should I give them my number out? I guess. Yeah, they, Glenn and um, yeah, 713-997-9027. We can even do a, a Zoom like this with, with uh, Glenn and kind of mastermind and game plan. And then my email is amanda at citysidehouston.com, C-I-T-Y-S-I-D-E Houston.com. And we're all really big producers. And so for people who are going, how do I go from 10 houses to 20 houses, 20 houses to 50 houses, it's not just, you know, the stocks and the lead generation, all these amazing things. It's, it's production, how to mastermind with people who are already doing it at a higher level. So we have fun with it. Not a bunch of fluff, right? That's right. Yeah, it's the real deal. And you're getting it right here on Disruption Nation. All right, so I usually do this one-on-one -on -one with everybody. Glenn, you've been on before, but, you know, um, Jeff and Amanda, you haven't. So I'm going to see how this goes doing, you know, th all three of you at the same time. But try to give it to me as quick as you can. What has been um, what's been the best part for y'all with, uh, with the quarantine? All right, well, I'm, I'm going to go first because I got to run. Okay. So uh, best part has been spending more time with the family. It, it, that's been the best part. I agree. Uh, I've got family right over here looking at me as I'm talking to you right now. So uh, this was uh, an impossible uh, proposition not long ago, but uh, now it's, uh, it, it's, it's becoming normal. And this is part of the new normal that I don't mind. So uh, I definitely uh, do dig the uh, spending more time with the family. So with that right. said, I'm going to I have to run. I, I, hate to, I hate to do it, but I have to go. Um, thanks, good. everybody. Clint, thanks for being here, man. All good. We'll catch you. We'll see you soon. All right, you guys take care. Thanks, but yeah, I mean, he stole my answer, but, um, you know, just, yeah, you're being, uh, it's funny. You're being forced to hang out with your family, uh, you know, How's and, that a yeah. but it, it just changes like stuff family. that you do. Uh, typically, um, you kind of take it for granted, right? The kids get home and, uh, you throw some dinner and you throw them in the bed and you got to repeat the same thing uh, that happens the next day. So, uh, just being able to uh, hang out with the kids and trying to get creative and what to do and things like that. And then I think a lot of people are, are 
a lot of people ended up buying because they realized that their house is just not suitable to sit at home with their kids all day. So that was another big thing that probably, you know, turned this uh, Houston area into a big seller's market is that so many people realizing that they can't, they need something else to do for in their house. So, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know another reason, but that's my number one is just being able to hang out with the kids. Yeah. I, that's huge. Somebody asked me this morning, yeah. So, you know, when, when did your kids go back to school? And I, was, I probably told them, I was like, man, they've been out for a year. I was like, I, I love the online. I haven't sent them back yet. I mean, I will at some point, but mm -hmm. I'm having fun having them home, even though my nanny's running it. But still, it's just, I, I still get more time with them, I feel. So, Amanda, how about you? Um, he already handled the family part. Second, second, okay. no, second favorite. About, um, I would say people's priorities, I think, change. I think you really had time to sit down and evaluate what's important in life now that you have the time to, you know, spend time with whatever business, family, you know, take right. care of the house, do a remodel, get a new house, get that investment and invest those stocks or, or whatever that might be. People are more in tune with their priorities. And what's been really cool is, is we work with an, a lot of new agents that come over and, you know, they want the training and all that stuff. And um, before it was people who were either, you know, when I grew up, I want to be a realtor or for some reason, I kind of fell into this industry, right? Most people aren't like getting degrees to go be a realtor. And what I found is there's like 186 on average people a day applying in Texas to get their license. It's just crazy. And a lot of people I talk to, they're, they're from Exxon or they were a stockbroker or they have a degree or they, they've, they've been teaching college for decades and they either are laid off or they're, they don't want the risk of having that boss that could potentially lay them off or they just finally have time to follow their passion. And so I think the industry is going to see this huge influx of talent coming in as realtors this next year. Yep. I wouldn't doubt it. Wouldn't doubt it at all. All right. Um, what's your, uh, what's the last book you read or what's your favorite book, Amanda? Um, I read, I just finished one. I'm in the middle of one. Both of them are amazing. One is the 20, 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. It is okay. awesome. And then right now I'm, I'm reading uh, 52 ways to live a kick-ass life. And it is so much fun. It's witty, but it's amazing. Yep. That's that. I love it. Jeff, favorite book, last book, either one. Um, not to be boring. I, I, uh, I, I like to read my Bible, <laughs> not to give a shout out to the JC, but, uh, I do that, but, uh, I think mine is uh, how to win, how to win friends and influence people. Uh, my sister is as like a book club with her, uh, her group of girls, uh, at Fidelity and they all pass that book around and she was telling me about some of the stories and I was like, yeah, I'd love a copy of that. So it's a quick, easy read, but it's, it's just, uh, you know, how to, how to win uh, over people and just have a good influence on people. Um, so I like that book. That was the latest book I've read. Awesome. Uh, what's your favorite uh, band, artist, musical genre? I'm country all the way, man, but uh, I'm from East Texas. So um, I'm all country. My, my latest, uh, uh, I guess, country star is Morgan Wallen. He, he just has a different type of voice and I love listening to him, but uh, I, I'm a, I have an open genre of music that I like, but a good old country song is my favorite. Love it. So are you listening to country when you're uh, posting Facebook, Instagram pictures with your, you know, blinged out ring and hashtag and drip? Yeah, so that's a little yeah. bit different. Uh, you know, I have a different side of me that if, if I'm in my Porsche, <laughs> I, do, I, do jam, I do jam some country, but it's nice to uh, you know, cruise the city, listen to the old school Nelly or some Tupac or old school rap. And I'm a huge fan of that as well. I don't really like the new stuff. You can't understand them, but old school rap and you're cruising in, in the car. Uh, yeah. Supporting the Astros. Uh, I, I, there's definitely a side of me that does that. And that, that's fun for me. I got to be by myself though. Uh, it's just safe to, you know, blire country music with the kids in the back, but I can't yeah. be some old school biggie 
uh, with my six-year-old's back. <laughs> yeah, so. you crack up me and your wife, that's for sure. Amanda, which favorite uh, artist or musical genre is the same country? So I love Alanis Morissette and I love anything 90s. I am hooked on 90s. My whole playlist, running list, music is 90s. Every morning I listen to 90s and Jeff walks in and he's like, you need some new music. Like you it's need terrible. She had the same this- song she listens to for years. <laughs> They're still so good. So I'm stuck in my not- ways. They're not going away. <laughs> yeah, 90s are here to <laughs> stay, my friend. Oh man! All right, let's see. Um, last question. I'll 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 sign us out of here. What uh? What's the best advice, Amanda, that you ever got, and who gave it to you? Ooh, probably your sister Jeff. Two really. One is begin with the end in mind. Like when you start a conversation, know the game plan and the outcome, and then always team up with people who think bigger than you. You know, just when you think you have it figured out, you'll meet someone who's like doing it on a whole nother level. And so kind of try to surround yourself with uncomfortably big thinkers. Um, and, and make goals that you really scare you. If they don't scare you, and you know, I think that change is scary and that leads to growth, then it's not yep. worth doing. Man, that is that was that was huge. That was a gem. Thank you for sharing that. Jeff, how about you? Yeah, I like that. And I've heard I've gotten a lot of advice in, in my life because I've reached out to coaches and mentors, but really just the other day it kind of stuck me right in the gut was um that you know, don't get it was a quote, don't get sidetracked by people who aren't on track. And that really stuck with me, hit me. I was like, whoa, uh, you had to start thinking a little bit different because you, you, I wanna build up people, right? I wanna, I wanna everyone to win. I want them to do well and stuff like that. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of people, unfortunately, that you can pour all this stuff into them and they're just negative or they're just not gonna get it. And you try your best to drag along with you and the, you know, the flight to success. But uh, at, one, at some point you just gotta turn that stuff off, put your blinders on and kind of focus and don't get off track by someone who's just not gonna not going to win with you. So that's for me. That's just the other day. So that's huge. You know, there's a lot that goes into that also. Um, I want to add a little on that, but I'm not going to. Hey, guys, thank you so much for being on Disruption Nation. I appreciate it. Appreciate y'all. And uh, those of you watching, Disruption Nation is a show podcast platform where we showcase people that are uh, disrupting their space in a positive way. So uh, we're on your uh, favorite podcast app, YouTube. Give us a follow. We appreciate that. Thank you for, uh, for your support. And we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you next. Tuesday at two o'clock. Jeff and Amanda, thank y'all so much for being on today. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, Taylor, for having us. Talk soon. See ya. Appreciate it.